Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. What is up? Holy moly. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle show. Today, we are going to talk about courage. We're going to continue the conversation on courage that we had a couple episodes ago with my dear friend, Allegra. I'm not continuing the conversation with her. I am simply continuing the conversation. Uh, Before we get into the episode, though, today's episode is brought to you by my newsletter, F the Hustle. If you have not signed up, Go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F. Yes, just the letter F. F the hustle. Uh, Man, you're going (laughs) to, I'm just going to warn you, 2021, I am going on public record as saying it is the year of the newsletter. And I am beyond excited about the possibilities and what that all holds. So the reason, you know, when I was thinking about uh, this week's podcast episode, we are down to the last two weeks in January of this so fun, interesting year we've all had. And I knew I wanted to go a little deeper on that conversation I had with Allegra. You know, um, as we are winding down this year, hallelujah, I think most of us are feeling hopeful for a better year that we are hoping, you know, for 2021. Um, And it's important to get clear on how you want to feel next year, which is where this conversation came from, the idea for it came. Um, So let's do it. Let's continue the conversation on courage. And if you've not listened to the episode, I I highly recommend you do because it was simply an inspired episode. Um, And I'm not going to repeat myself here, (laughs) which I tend to do. But that conversation was inspired by the decision to launch uh, F the Hustle, it's hashtag F the Hustle, the newsletter. And I got some feedback. And the feedback was was pleasant, even though it was about them not liking the term after the hustle. So this will piggyback on that episode, as well as last week's episode where I was talking about simplifying your marketing. And so the episode with Allegra was episode 59. And uh, it takes courage to be who you are is the title. And just a heads up, I'm pretty sure in the first of the year sometime, I am going to update the episodes from the beginning of my podcast journey as a WordPress chick to Kim Doyle and number them accordingly. So just so you know, this is episode 61 of the Kim Doyle show. It may become all of a sudden episode 276 or something. So uh, heads up on that. All right. So let's jump into this. There are simply way too many things that you can be doing right now in terms of marketing and growing a business. And we're going to address courage in business and life, but there is truly no way to do all of them. Well, you know, you're going to make yourself crazy if you try to be everywhere. And here's the thing with this being everywhere. And you guys, I literally saw an ad today that said everywhere AF, which if you know, AF, it stands for as, and then the F word, right? And I was like, what? It just felt like such a, um, it's, it's chaos to me, honestly. That's how I feel when I hear that everywhere AF feels like chaos because 
in order to be everywhere AF. The amount of work and energy to go into that, you're, you're going to be spending more time pushing stuff at people than you are creating solid connections and relationships. And that's obviously, obviously most of this, all of this is my opinion. Um, but I also think you're going to get very little return unless you've got a team of people who can focus on those individual efforts. Now, again, I've got uh, accounts on all the major platforms and we're going to talk about up and coming platforms and why I'm doing a hard pass on pretty much all of them. But you know, it's, I, I stay in my lane, you guys, I don't have the bandwidth. <clears throat> These last couple of years have been big growth periods for me, both personally and professionally. It has now been over two years since, which I cannot believe this, it's two years already that Jody and I started the Content Creators Planner, which we started creating that in the summer of 2018. And it officially, you know, made its way into the world in early 2019. Gosh, life's a blur. <coughs> Excuse me. I have been through the heartbreak of losing my mom. And then I had the out-of-state move from California to Idaho. Stay tuned for another move in 2021, which hopefully is going to be out of the country. But more on that later. So when I look back at what I've been through, I am truly at a point where I can say I'm really proud of myself. Not only have I survived the last couple of years, but I can honestly say that I've thrived. And there was a window in there directly after my mom's passing where I I could not have cared less about life, period. End of story. So you know when you've if you've experienced intense grief like that. And I had when I lost my husband, and but it, this was different. This was very different. And when you get to the other side, there is such a gratitude for feeling good in life again. And that, you know, and, and I always say, well, my therapist taught me this, that, you know, that intense grief comes because the love was so intense too. So it was, a, it was a blessing. And obviously I still love my mom, you know, all that. Anyway, we're not going down that road. Um, but I really do. I can look back and say that I have thrived and I love who, I love who I'm, I'm becoming, who I have become, and I love this point in my life. I have never felt more clear and focused on my life and my business. And now more than ever, I am ready to truly stand up and own what I want for myself as well as my business. And that means taking a, a stance on things. I'm not going to get into politics, guys, but man, when stuff bothers me, I have, I'm, I'm going to do what works for me. So that being said, let's go ahead and start talking about courage in business. My perspective on what having courage in business looks like is very different than it was when I first began my online business in which was 2008. You guys, March will be 13 years. I can't believe it. Not only because things have changed so much, but because of life experience, you know, my, my own expertise has grown and the results I've gotten. And if you're on Facebook, you have probably seen all the hype around a new platform called Clubhouse. Oy vey. So you can Google it, but the long and short of it is that it's an audio platform where you can engage in conversations with people. I'm just going to go ahead and hard pass, hard, hard pass on this. Just like I passed on Community, which is a new texting platform where you can get a number to share with your community so they can text you questions, which at first sounded great. Like I thought, oh, okay, this is like an intimate 
way to connect with your audience. <laughs> I was like, hell no. I have enough alerts and interruptions as it is. And the last thing, really, you guys, the last thing I want to do is be on my phone more. And this is one of those things, too, where I remember when Slack came out, and people were creating Slack channels. And I'm like, <laughs> a channel is a channel is a channel, whether it's a Facebook group. And I get it. Facebook has a news feed, so there's that distraction. But I don't want notifications from a Slack channel all day either. You know, and I get it that it's probably invaluable for companies or teams to engage, but no, just, just no. <laughs> and so, you know, my choice, the, the, the texting thing, I, I really, it was just funny because I thought, oh my Lord, I'd lose my mind because I'm assuming they, how it works is they assign you a number based on your phone, your area code, which they do. But then the texts come into your main phone number, which of course, as you know, being part of cult Apple, everything is synced. That's all I need is to be trying to get work done. And I'm getting which I know I can turn stuff off you guys. But it's like, you know, just no, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting so ranty. And, and my choice not to participate in either of these platforms has nothing to do with the opportunity they present or judgment about them or anyone who wants to follow in full force, you know, to jump in, follow in. So anybody who wants to jump in and test it, my choice is simply that. It is my choice for me. I'm also not going to jump into TikTok anytime soon. And I'm sure there's plenty of opportunity there as well. I actually had a conversation over a year ago with a guy named Michael Sanchez, who was fantastic. And he did a live stream about TikTok in in a content creators Facebook group. And Michael's fantastic. And he's staying. He's He's gone all in with it. And he's gotten really good at it. And that kudos. A, if I were to do video and go in with it, it would be YouTube for me because there's search. There's a search element there. I already have a channel with an audience, mind you, a lot of them were how to do this with WordPress, but just know, you guys, <laughs> I do not need another distraction. I, I, I want to simplify my marketing and do a few things really, really well. Things that I truly enjoy doing, which are writing and podcasting with the occasional live stream or webinar. That does not mean that I may not try or play or test, but this, this is how I have figured out what works for me in my life. You know, I've got so with F the hustle, I share, you know, tools and articles and and it's it's I aggregate stuff that I have looked at and tried or am interested in. There's a little bit of humor in there. There's like a mini post. So subscribe to F the hustle, uh, kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle. <laughs> so I love doing that. It is it is so fun for me to do that. And part of that is testing and trying stuff, right? However, I treat the testing and trying as playtime. Like I'll, I allow myself when I get to my desk in the morning, you know, I've got my plain black coffee, which kudos to anybody who really loves this because I've been doing intermittent fasting, love it, getting great results. Um, I feel good, all that stuff, but I just, oh yeah. Anyhow, and I have an espresso, so the coffee is good, but six of one. So I have my time at my desk in the morning where I'm kind of getting acclimated and I'm having my coffee and I'm reading email and whatnot. And then I've 
I've finally kind of gone all in with Evernote for myself. I consciously did not want, I paid for ClickUp, which for project management, but I'm like, I don't, it's, I, I'm going to start spending too much time planning my plans where I, I simply know what works for me. And so I am proudly owning those things that work for me. So when it comes to trying stuff and playing stuff, I keep idea files and I keep things to go back to. And, you know, it's kind of like the analogy you guys have probably heard. It's if there's something you want to buy and you, you really want it and it's not a need or, you know, there's no urgency to acquiring said item, then sit on it. And, you know, and see, you still want it in two or three days, because often it's that initial high and the fun of it. So it's the same thing with, with tools and platforms and tactics. And I won't go into strategies versus tactics here. But you know, strategies go way back direct response marketing, principles and strategies, good copy, you know, problem solution result, all of that, the platform where you choose to build that is totally up to you. So obviously, I know what courage means, but out of curiosity, I thought I'd look up the definition. And thank you, Merriam-Webster, for your dictionary, because what shows up in Google first is a little bit dumb and is solely based on fear. So courage is a noun, and the definition of courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty, which I felt was much more encompassing of applying courage to business. Because for the most part, you're probably not in danger. You know, lion's not going to come and eat you. Um, but that fear, first of all, the fear, I would question the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not not the, um, the truth, but how real, how real is the fear? Because most of it is in our heads. You know, again, this is not like fear for, life safety or any of that. It's fear of judgment and fear of, of ridicule or rejection or all of those, those mental fears and difficulty. Growing an online business is difficult. And it's, it's the not sexy stuff that people avoid. And when I say people, I'm being super general, I know. But you guys, we all know those, those people or those friends who you know, they just hop from thing to thing to thing, and they never stick with something enough to give it any legs and to get any traction because they're afraid, or they've made decisions that they're not good at marketing, or they're not good at writing, or they're not good at design, whatever it is. They pick an element of their business that they're not good at, and they might not be in the position to hire someone for that. So instead of saying, Well, I guess I better learn this. <laughs> They just keep hopping. And I know I'm so redundant with this, you guys, but I truly despised copywriting. And now it, it's just become magical for me because this shit works. Um, but I just love this mental or moral strength, which really sums up my point on courage in business. There is so much noise online and so many people telling you what to do, how to do it, where you should be. And, and how often you should be there. And obviously, I'm not talking, I mean, obviously, I am talking about online business here. Uh, but choosing not to follow the herd takes courage. So you guys, this was, I, I couldn't have asked for a better side note, but I'm going to go off script here for a minute. 
when I was writing this, this post out, I hopped uh, over to Facebook because a friend of mine um, was going to be doing, and I must have done the time translation wrong, but a meditation on the winter solstice. If you've not heard it, today is the winter solstice, solstice, and, you know, two stars. It's like the star of Bethlehem. Anyway, so I wanted to support her. I like meditating. So I hopped onto Facebook. I had the wrong time, but <laughs> within the feed, I, I kid you not, you guys, I hopped over to Facebook for like three minutes. There were three or four marketers asking about getting an invite to Clubhouse, which brilliant on their part for making it an invite situation because clearly scarcity works. Um, but one person specifically asked, you know, all right, what is this about Clubhouse and how do I participate without it being a distraction? Uh, end scene. <laughs> Right? Like, I totally did a, um, it would have been funny if this was on video, you guys. I did a Jack from Will and Grace, very dramatic end scene. It's just, it, it, (laughs) ah, anyways, back to courage in business. When it comes to courage for your business, I also think it goes hand in hand with patience. You have to be able to see things things through. Really, truly give them the time to grow. Every single time I've done something in a rush, or and when I say in a rush, I mean start to finish rush, not that it's something I've been working on that we've set a deadline for, because, you know, it's funny. I just had this little epiphany as I'm sitting here talking with you, and that is when Jody and I started the Content Creators Planner, I reached out to her towards the end of August of 2018. She was actually on a cruise and maybe it was the end of July I reached out and then she was getting back and getting situated. And we decided to do a Kickstarter. I don't know why, which I've talked about so many times. I just saw other planners had these phenomenal launches on Kickstarter. I thought, brilliant, let's do that. So we set a deadline to launch the Kickstarter. We did not, we, we, it was clear a couple weeks in that we weren't going to hit our funding goal. So we pivoted and we pre-sold through the website all is well. We launched the brand, blah, blah, blah. That deadline here, here's what I'll tell you though, which has hit me. My little epiphany is that had we not had that deadline, it would have been very easy for it to take three or four more months to get this launched. So there is value in. I don't want to say rushing things, but you know what I'm saying? There, There is value in setting deadlines for yourself. The rushing I'm referring to here um, is, uh, you know, when, when people do things like, well, I, I, I need to make some money. So they throw something together or they take something they've created and they panically push it. Panically? I just made a word, panically. I think I kind of like that. Um, they go into a panic and push it out there. And then it causes more stress and anxiety over the fact that it didn't bring in money or it didn't bring in sales. I've seen that happen time and time again. And, but every single time I did that, it came back to bite me. So not only did I waste the time and energy to put it out there really, really quick, that was time and energy I could have spent doing something really well and taking my time and getting it out there. I personally 
putting publicly announcing things is good for me. I, that little bit of pressure and accountability, it, it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. And I think you have to know, get really honest with yourself about what works for you and trust that. Here's, here's the fun part of all of this now is I have absolutely 100% fallen in love with the process. You guys simply writing these podcast posts to me is like a treat. I love to I tune the world out. I put on either noisily in the background and it's like I do rain or, you know, it's winter. So I do winter sounds. And then in the summer, I do like the ocean. <laughs> oh, I'm seasonal. But like just getting caught up in, in, in writing and creating and, you know, obviously I go off script with these, but I love it. And then getting to record, it's a few hours to myself that feels like this is what I get to do for a living. This is friggin' awesome. And it increases my vibration and my energy level. It does because I love doing this. So the process is, oh, it's just amazing. On a recent call uh, with my therapist last week, it's so funny because she used to say this to me all the time, Kim, that's just your process. Stop judging it. Because I would, it's like, oh, but why do I keep doing that? Or I remember setting up an accountability with her years ago. And it was relative to my business. This was when I did that whole no client work before noon thing. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why do I need somebody to hold me accountable to doing these things? And I was super judgy, super judgmental of myself. And she said, it's just your process. And I thought, huh, it took a while, guys, truly, for that to think to sink in, that it's simply my process. And so you can watch that in all areas of your life. Like, do you react to something when maybe you get bad news or something doesn't go as planned and your initial here, here let me give you a better example. Uh, this is a good process example. So I'm pretty outgoing. I'm pretty social. At the same time, I really, really love time to myself. Obviously I moved out of state by myself. I'm as happy as a clam. Now, that being said, I am looking forward to moving and finding a community of like-minded people. So we'll just put that out there. Um, but I'm one of those people that it's like, you ever make plans to go do something and you're excited? And my therapist told me she did this, does this too. And it's so funny to me. And you make plans and it's for a few weeks out and you're all excited when you commit. And then maybe it gets closer and it's like, oh God, I don't want to go. Or, you know, it's like, I've got to go get ready. I don't know why I act like that's such a chore, like hair and makeup and like getting dressed in something besides a hoodie and yoga pants. But it it becomes this production in my head. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. And oh, maybe I could cancel or and I, I totally do the same song and dance. And then I go and I have a great time. So then you say to yourself, that's just my process. I just do this dumb drama in my head. Now the drama doesn't last as long though, because I know that it's, it's simply a process. So what, what I've fallen in love with though, is that the process is where the magic starts to happen because when you can become conscious of that. So, and I'm specifically referring right now to processes in your business and your process is to come up with an idea. And then maybe you decide you're going to do a course and when you start observing, because that's where this all, that's where all of this starts. You start observing how you work. You start observing and becoming aware that, oh, it's usually at, you know, the halfway point in a project that if it's taken too long, I start getting burnt out and I lose interest. So how can you shift your process or pay attention and know that that feeling's going to pass? So 
The other piece that is so vitally important about enjoying the process is who you become. Seriously, think about this. Once you start focusing on the process, the mastery of your craft and becoming the best version of yourself that you can, it, it starts impacting every area of your life. So now all of a sudden, you're not just an entrepreneur who does X, Y, Z, whatever. You're someone who finishes what they start, someone who gets results, someone people turn to because they know you're committed to what you do. You are the trusted expert, someone who doesn't feel the need to jump from thing to thing because you've allowed, you've created a process that allows yourself time to say, I put it out there, it did or didn't work, or some of it worked, and you reevaluate. And then you you try to figure out what didn't work instead of deciding you're going to toss that aside. And whether it's a service offer or a course or you you start a podcast and you decide, I don't want to do this. Do you not want to do it? Or were you not getting what you thought were supposed to be a certain amount of downloads? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really getting clear on who you want to be and who you become in that process. I... I'm, I have always been a doer. The difference is I have gotten a lot more conscious about what I do back in, I wrote a post on medium years ago and it was busy isn't a bad, uh, busy isn't a badge of honor. It's bullshit because I believe that I, I was really that person who thrived on being productive. You guys, I cannot tell you when I, when I think back to what my life looked like for a little bit. It was, I no one. I wish I could have bottled my own energy. I mean, I was working full time and in management that was, you know, 50 plus hours a week minimum. I was raising two little kids by myself and managing my whole household. It was, there were literally weeks where, you know, full-time work, pick the kids up. Oh, let's go to Costco, come home. Let's do homework. Let's do bath. You bet like the whole nine yards. And then the weekends, it was how productive could I be at, at, at home? Like, what could I get done? What could I accomplish? What could, that was, I, it, it was who I was and, and there's no regrets or judgment or, um, there, there just is none because I can so appreciate now. And now obviously my life is very different. It's kind of like I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine last week um, and we're the same age and she had kids later in life. So her kids are 12 and 10. Mine are 23 and 20. Our lives are very different and we're on a call and the young ones coming in. I, I can't find my remote that I literally look for. And it was just like, it was comical, but it's because I'm on the other side of it. So it is, a lot easier to hindsight's 2020, as I always say, right, to have a different perspective. um, And to look back on that time in my life, just it was a different time. And that's okay. But I like the fact that I am this person who now chooses smart work, which for me, is where am I getting results? Where am I getting leverage? How can I double down? How can I get better at that? I will from now on moving forward, um, and not today now on, but the results we've had with the planner and paid traffic, Jody and I have gone all in on, on taking over our own ads. I will always run ads for my business. Now I truly believe in organic content marketing. I will always do that. And I am going all in, which I'm going to talk about in a minute with list growth and building assets from my business. And I'm just going to find every way possible to support a few simple actions. So let me ask you a question. 
and really take the time to think about this. And if you've not thought about it, make a decision that you're going to pay a little bit more attention when you're online on any social platforms, pay attention to what's going on. And this is kind of like, you know, hacking where you look at what people are doing, what people who are where you want to be are doing. So do the people ask yourself, do the people who have a business you aspire to have spend all their time on social media on every single platform being everywhere all the time? And I know that's kind of a crazy question because how can you pay attention to every platform all the time, blah, blah, blah. But wherever you spend your time, there are, you know, I can easily name a bunch of people who have solid seven figure businesses and hell yes, that is what I am working towards. And I'm done apologizing for it because I do not believe that more money means massive, more work. It's different work. Okay. So we'll leave that aside and we'll talk about my journey into wealth because I'm diving into that 150% right now. And it's really fun. Um, But when I think about people who have solid seven figure businesses, um, I, I look at what they do. And for the most part, they're too busy building their businesses to be spending all their time engaging on every social platform and and people I know personally. And it's like, they pop up where it works for them. They are not. Sorry, I've got to keep the water going with my fasting. <laughs> they are not. As I referred to, I think it's last week being a dancing monkey on social and you guys, you know, maybe they did when they were getting started. Absolutely. And, and please know too, this is not a rant about social media, but it's, it's really not. Maybe they were doing that, but I can tell you because I gained, I got great results organically on social years ago. (laughs) I can't pick a number, but years ago, um, you know, there, we all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. I totally get that. And so this is not about not doing that because on the flip side, I'll tell you, I've mentioned in the podcast a couple of times that I, I purchased um, Vanessa Lau's Boss Graham Academy, which is just a brilliant course. She is a super smart young woman who is killing it. And she is on YouTube and Instagram a lot. She now has a team, but she did the work. She did the work and she figured it out. Um, so she is. I don't want to be on either of those platforms all the time. And so again, this is not about whether or not you should or should not be on social media or using these platforms to grow your business and reach your audience. This is about you deciding where you want to be, what you enjoy doing and staying focused. It takes courage to stay focused when you start feeling this FOMO. Oh, and side note, I just have to share this. This is hysterical. Um, My little off script, literally another friend texted me this morning And she said, um, hold on, hold on. This was so funny. So this was all while I was writing this post. Okay, geek question. What do you think about Clubhouse? They've created so much FOMO around it. Shiny objectitis. (laughs) I was cracking up. I'm like, I cannot believe you mentioned that while I'm doing this. So, you know, that whole thing, it's just, it's really funny to me because the point of of me sharing that is to focus. I was like, just can't, I just can't. My primary focus in 2021 is list growth for my brand, for Kim Doyle, and for the content creators planner. I have way too much data and 
knowledge at this point on the power of having a good email list, having a relationship with that list and continuing to market to them. And more importantly, I have fallen in love with writing and and thoroughly enjoying getting better at copywriting. I love there, there, I don't know what it is. Email hit me. I started getting into it. I've always been building a list, but really looking at it and, and understanding it and how it works. When I started doing daily emails four years ago, I am all in. I want to build assets and a quality email list is an asset. I have slowly developed sort of a love hate relationship with Facebook. I love it because of the friendships, the relationships and connections I've created. It's also been invaluable for growing my business. Uh, that was the WordPress chick. I, before I launched my podcast, that was a huge growth channel for me because w- I focused on sharing what other people were doing. And so people trusted me and they came to me as a resource and it was, it was fantastic. I also have a Facebook group, content creators of great people that Jody and I, like I mentioned last week, are going to be doing a reboot of the group. And I use social for advertising. It can also become a huge, I mean, social, Facebook, excuse me, Facebook and Instagram, we, we run ads on. It's a huge scrolling waste of time. My hands and my wrists are mad at me right now, I can just tell you. And it has nothing to do with the computer. It has everything to do with my friggin' phone. So <laughs> my boundaries are not for the mental toll it takes on me which it's probably safe to say there is some sort of, Oh, you guys, hold on. I have, I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally have a blanket. That I, put on my lap. I hate running the house heater and I have a little heater in here for my dogs. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, got a little bit warm. So I had to remove the blanket. Um, there are some people that, that feel that uh, toxic energy and impact emotionally. There, there probably is, like I was starting to say, there probably is a little bit of subconscious stuff happening for me, but for the most part, nah, I, I think it's, I think it's also you guys, I never thought turning 50 would be such a freaking, I don't know, pop the champagne. Life is about to get amazing. And it feels that way for me, but for, truly me and the social on my phones just has to do with the fact that my wrists and my hands hate me. I've been icing them. So, so there's that. So Kim needs to limit that for the physical challenge. And when life opens up and hopefully I'm on a beach um, and not freezing, (laughs) then I'm I'm not going to be on my phone and scrolling on social when I can start engaging with people, but it doesn't bother me. And so it also takes courage to say no, because there's been this movement since that um, documentary, what was it called again on Netflix about social media and how it's, it's been um, engineered to be addictive and all of that stuff. I, you know, somebody had said, and I thought it was such a great point. She said, remember that this has been told from one side of the story. So it's not necessarily a true documentary where it's objective. I I'm sure there's all that there. I, just can only focus on myself and what it, the role it has in my life. Um, fortunately, neither of my kids are big social media people. So I feel appreciative for that simply because it keeps them sane. But I have to discipline myself to use it in a way that supports me. I am not 
going to jump on the bandwagon where I have to tell the world that I'm removing notifications and the apps from my phone. It, it's just, this is one thing, and this is going to be a snarky judgmental comment. So just heads up, but I do not understand when we all got so needy that we have to crowdsource every freaking move we make. We have to declare to the world. I did a whole episode on declarations and explanations. Just do it, do it. And if you go quiet and people need to get a hold of you, the people that matter probably have your contact details because I honestly feel that that is, I don't know, trust yourself, do what works for you. Stop explaining. Okay. And rant number 12 for this episode. (laughs) I don't know. Anywho, my wish for all of you in 2021 is to have the courage to stay the course for what works for you. If there's a course that you've been working on and you believe in, and I'm not talking about being limited to, you know, you're super slammed and busy and you trust that it's going to happen. That's not what I'm referring to. But if you have the time, stay the course and work on what you're working on. Stay the course and, and, you know, give birth to that idea, that project, that course, that podcast, whatever it is. And then master it and get better at it and give it the chance to grow. All right. Again, the goal, my wish for you in 2021 is to have the courage to stay the course, focus on what works for you, but focus on solid strategies. Try the tactics that interest you, but make sure your foundation is built. And then most importantly is connect with like-minded people and create real relationships. I think we can all agree that vanity metrics with social Yeah, you know, they're there. But unless you're going all in with growing, you know, your Instagram, or you're DMing people, and you know how to monetize that, if you want to do that, do it, but go all in with it. All right, let's let's shift here. (laughs) We're going to wind this up with courage in life. So I've ranted about the courage in business. Um, Courage in life is obviously way more subjective. And I'm not here to tell anyone how to live their life or what to do. And I promise I'm not going to start telling you that you need a morning routine that starts at 4am. I'm going to simply refer you to JK Rowling's tweet about that, where she said, (laughs) she, it was funny. She retweeted. Somebody said every successful person gets up at 4am, blah, blah. And her response was, Oh, piss off. (laughs) I think she's done. Okay. Without her for it, without a 4am morning routine. If this year has taught us anything, it's that life is short. And tomorrow is promised to no one. Uh, I knew that going into this year, and it still has lots of reminders for me. There, there isn't ever really a perfect time to start or to try something. It's kind of like for anybody out there with kids, you know, there, there rarely is there like this ideal time. Oh, now everything is perfect. We should try and have a child because then. Anybody who struggled with infertility, I have not. So my heart goes out to them. But you wait for that perfect time. And I'm not saying to not wait. That's not my point. But and then you you think you're ready. And maybe your body doesn't agree, you know, that it's time. So there really is no perfect time, but you're going to get comfortable and you're going to get ready by starting. For the last few years, I've been saying over and over that you get clarity through the doing. I said that in reference to business because so many people, holy moly, we all know these people who think they're going to think 
their way to the perfect idea, that it's just going to be some divine download and off they go. Here's the thing. It may be a divine download because yes, I totally believe in that. I totally believe in inspired ideas, but the download comes from perfect right action. I'm going to tell you, and probably have told you this before, F the hustle was an idea that was four or five years ago. And I was, it felt just right. Like I needed to start this movement. And here's the funny thing. (laughs) Uh, Side note is there is a newsletter called The Hustle. And now I have a newsletter called F the Hustle. It's truly not about that newsletter. It's about the hustle culture. But anyways, that idea came to me a few years ago. But it's been, I don't know that I would have been ready to launch the newsletter had I not put the time and energy into email marketing and and getting into copywriting and finding I was drawn towards newsletters. It's kind of like podcasting. I started a podcast because I wanted to have more fun and I loved podcasting. I was a speech major in college for a while. I I mean, I love listening to podcasts. I enjoy, thoroughly enjoy good newsletters that I can just sit down with a cup of coffee and kind of get lost in and make notes and I'm saving links to share later, whatever. I, I love it. And it's something um, that I that I went all in with. So my divine hit was, oh my God, F the Hustles, the newsletter. It just, it came to me one day as I was thinking about what I wanted to do and what that looked like. And we had launched the newsletter for the planner. So Content Creators Planner has creativity published and I already knew it was working. So yes, that was a divine download. But again, it came from perfect right action. And that does not mean that what you're doing is necessarily the perfect right thing to do. It means that you're taking action and that in and of itself is perfect and right. The fact that you're simply doing the work is perfect and right. So before you dive into your business planning for 2021, or if you've already started doing that, be sure to add this in, this piece of going all in with what you want. Make a list of what you truly want your life to look like and start planning on making that happen. So let's look at my decision to move out of Northern California up to Idaho. I was born and raised in the Bay Area and there was a handful of reasons I was ready to move out of California. Um, Some personal reasons, some of it was, you know, my money could go a lot further. Um, but a big reason was that I wanted to show myself I could do it. Now I can tell you it would probably be a really different story if my mom were still here. Um, I was planning on it and she knew I was planning on moving. Um, but you know, it, it's, I don't know. Or if the tables were turned and my mom was here and my dad wasn't, I don't know that I would have wanted to, I don't know. And I love my dad dearly so that it's just different relationships but I have found the gifts in that loss and I'm honoring the freedom it's giving, it's given me. I, I really feel that a, a pull towards something. And so now that I've been in Idaho for almost a year, which what the bucket, you guys, do you remember me talking about the chaos of this move up here? Anyway, I've decided it's, it's not for me. And you guys, I haven't seen much of Idaho, obviously with COVID, but I do feel that it's time for something different. Um, Boise has felt 
a bit like same story, different city. I'm in suburbia, been there, done that. I don't have kids. I need to get to soccer games or live in a school district or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, it's a little bit too cold for me. <laughs> the snow is super pretty. I love when it snows, but I think it's a little bit too cold. I, I feel like I've been on this constant, um, I bought a humidifier. Like it's so dry. Anyways, I, I feel a pull to experience something different. And so much like my move here, the next move is a move towards something as opposed to away from the old or away from, you know, something that I kind of feel like I need to escape from. All I could think of was, I just need good internet. Now that I've done this, I've shown myself, it's okay, you can move away from the family. Everything is still fine. My kids are the easiest of all. They're super supportive, like, go, great. Yeah, my daughter's like, I want to (laughs) come. Um, You know, so that wasn't it. But it hit me that why on earth would I not want to? And this is solely for me. I have no judgments about anybody who loves the suburban life. And I'm not saying who knows, maybe I'll be there again. But if I could be on a beach with high speed internet, and I can walk to shops and restaurants, and I, I it's a calling me. So here's the other thing, in terms of staying fluid, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, my intention was to move in April, which is in like two minutes, right? I mean, it's not that far away. My lease is up at the end of March. And I was just like, I am so not ready to do a big move um, so quickly. Plus COVID travel, all of that. I have a couple places I'm looking at. I told you Costa Rica or Portugal. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I know what I want lined up. And so I'm either going to extend or break my lease, one of the two, um, a few more months. So probably May or June is what I'm looking at now, meaning staying here through May or June um, and then making that happen. But it's definitely going to happen in 2021. And so it's simply up to me to figure out how to make that happen. So whether or not you want to move out of the country, grow a seven figure business or spend the entire summer traveling, because let's just hope that summer 2021, the world is open and that's a possibility. Um, figure out a way to make it happen and do not apologize for what you want. You don't need to explain yourself. You don't need to defend your own decisions. This is your life. Obviously, if you have a partner or family, all of that comes into play too, right? But, you know, trust yourself to make it happen and stay open. What I mean by staying open too is, again, (laughs) a therapist, um, would say that to me if if I didn't feel like I was ready to do something or to be accepting of something or to she just said, can you can you be open to that? Are you willing to be open to that idea? And it's like a baby step. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you anytime I'm forced to do to do something, I get pissed off and I go into resistance. <laughs> I, I, another one of those magical processes. So I have to set things up in a way for me that it's like, okay, stay open. I mean, this idea for Portugal, you guys, never in a million years did I think that I would want to live outside of the US to start with, let alone go as far as Portugal. It popped up on my radar and I started digging and it looked fascinating. And it was like, oh my gosh, well, it still does. It still totally does. But I thought, well, maybe Costa Rica's not as far. (laughs) And let's do a a stepping stone there because it is a, those moves are going to be big just because of my dogs. But um, 
it's it's exciting to me to to think about moving towards something and what I want my life to look like. So, you know, making that decision to be open has just changed things for me. So instead of being set on stone, well, I want to move in April because my lease is up at the end of March and then causing stress and anxiety. And it's gosh, going with the flow and letting life unfold while having intentions, which I believe I talked about a few episodes ago where I am so much more about intention than goals. And not that they kind of go hand in hand, but intention feels, um, it feels better in my body for lack of a better word. Intention feels right. Uh, it feels deeper. Actually, I'm totally coming to this realization as I'm talking here with you and it, it, it feels deeper. It feels, um, it just feels, it feels right. We'll leave it at that. Uh, And you can have an intention with a goal, right? So do whatever works for you. So much of my life used to be black and white and it's simply not, you know, have intentions and goals, but trust the process and continue with that perfect right action. Every time you do something you say you're going to do, or you move the needle and you, you know, it's slow and steady. I'm telling you, never did I think those words would come out of my mouth, but consistent small action, there is that compound effect that happens when you just keep writing, you keep publishing, or hello, this whole fasting thing has been wild for me, you guys. And this is a little off script, but I'm going to tell you two weeks ago now, I did a 65 hour fast. And please, if you're not familiar with intermittent fasting or that whole thing, please don't email me or message me that it's horrible for my health. There's so much research um, on the actual health benefits of it. But anyway, it's a lifestyle that I can do. I've been juicing for probably, oh my gosh, I've been juicing for like six years now. Um, and I was not a great vegetable eater. I'm just, I'm so weird with food guys. It's way more about not, I shouldn't say that texture versus flavor for me, but I can drink anything. And so my green juices are packed full of power. It's I've probably had more vegetables in my life in the last six years since juicing than the first 44. I'm not kidding you, but trusting the process. So the fasting, even I, I, have been doing, you know, like, like a six hour eating window where I eat from 12 to six. And then I don't eat the other 18 hours. So I have, I've done dirty fasting, which is, you know, stuff in your coffee versus black coffee. So I've tried all these things and I, something, I felt a pull to try an extended fast to kind of kick off again. I was floored. I was absolutely floored that I could do it. It was phenomenal. And I want, my goal was a 72 hour fast. And then it was at the 65 hour mark where I was getting a headache and I'm drinking plenty of water and have electrolytes. There's like, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups. They have all these guides. Anyway, this is such a non sequitur waste of your time probably, but thanks for listening. (laughs) There is a point here. And that is simply that I listened to my body. I was super proud of myself for doing it. And then I've sort of been experimenting. So I'm looking, I'm trusting the process of all of this. And then I was like, well, I'm going to do another one next week. Well, the intention then was last week to see if I could do another three-day fast. Well, Monday, I did like a 24-hour fast, which 24 hours feels like nothing because it really is a mindset thing. And my point is that I started intermittent fasting 
uh, good couple years ago where I got into it. And it, it definitely has helped, but nothing like not like got the weight off that I wanted to. And then, you know, life and emotions and all that stuff. But I, I started looking at this as an experiment in terms of not, um, I'm going to try it and see if it works. I'm going to try and it was more of, I'm going to experiment until I find the fasting lifestyle that works for me. And it, you know, it's, it's just been fascinating to go, okay, I'll do a 24 hour. And then maybe, you know, one meal a day is actually super manageable for me, but finding even what to eat at certain times. Like I had, I'm not a, I love pasta, but I have finally accepted the fact that just white flour, white, you know, sugar, all that kind of stuff. Just my body. Some people can fast and truly eat whatever they want in their window. And it's great. It works. But I didn't, what I was fascinated by was that I, I had pasta one night and it, it affected my mood. I got very, um, I don't know, angsty maybe. And probably some of that came from not feeling great physically about having eaten it and emotionally about having eaten it. And you guys, I have cheeseburgers fasting and still lose weight. That's so it's not it, but it was, it was simply that I I was, I long story, but I was very aware that I, it kind of did something to me mentally. And so I treated it like an experiment and approaching this this way, that it's a process that I'm finding out what works for me and I'm going to keep, I'm I'm just going to keep at it until I find exactly what works for me. I've been at this 13 years in my business now. I love writing, podcasting, the occasional live stream. Do I like social? Yeah. Do I love it? No. <laughs> so will I be there? Yeah. On the channels that work for me. But it it's been the whole journey has been a process and it will continue to be a process. So whatever it is, whether it's your health, your business, your relationships, you know, figure out that process, be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself. Never in the history of history has permanent lasting positive change resulted from judgment and negativity. It just hasn't. So on that note, as always, guys, thanks for listening. And I'm just going to ask you again, have the courage to be who you are because the world needs you. I love you tons. And again, if you've not subscribed, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle, just the letter F sign up for the newsletter. And I will catch you next week. The last episode of 2020, where I think I'm going to focus on what you should stop doing or what you should quit doing. I don't know. I don't know that I'm in a mood to be honest, to do a big reflective post. Um, I'm kind of on a roll with these rants. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's going to be a positive one guys. So Um, If you are in anywhere in the world and you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and to everyone else. I love you too. So we will talk next week.